live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. قلب سليم. Sound heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Kalbun Salim Sound Heart with Taslima Ali. I'm with you until f- 4 o'clock today, inshallah. And on this segment of the show, it's of course Madresa on air. And joining us once again is Molina Muhammad Ismail Tofi. He is the assistant imam at Masjid Dusabad. Assalamu alaikum, Molina. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Molina, how was the weekend? Nice, mashallah. A lot of rest, alhamdulillah. So that's good. Alhamdulillah. The stress of the radio uh, is, is, is working out. Oh, Molina, it's not stressful spending time with us. <laughs> <laughs> but alhamdulillah, yeah. Molina, what are we doing today? Um, today, inshallah, and hopefully, I'm not sure, maybe for the whole week also, we might be sitting with uh, Surah Taha. <coughs> Um, Surah Taha um, is one of those Makki Surahs that we spoke about. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll go into um, maybe not every single ayat, mm-hmm. but um, you know, with these lessons, and I will you know, stop at an ayat and, and I'd go through the ayat and take out the lessons that you know, we can relate to, inshallah. Into inshallah. This time. inshallah. It sounds like a plan. Inshallah. <laughs> so, Bismillah, Malina. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول كريم أما بعد الحمد لله so like we said that um, Surah Taha is one of those surahs it is known as the Makki surahs um, in the Quran it is the 20th surah so for those who are at home would like to open up the, the translation Qurans that's what I'm doing mashallah that's <laughs> nice um, participating for once. How, oh, Molina, <laughs> always all ears. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. They can't see what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Mm. Um, just for uh, as a reminder, I, I forgot to um, last week. I think when we started, I spoke about the free translation Quran that you can receive. Yes. So there's this website that I forgot to to mention. So the website's name is myfreequran.net. Okay. Myfreequran. So everyone, inshallah. You can actually go online. Is that what yes, we could use now as yes, well? Yes, yes. Can go okay, online. Okay, so it's myfree. Myfreequran.net. Myfreequran.net. Yes, and I think uh, you fill in the form or something, and then they ship it to you or something like that. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So it's an actual Quran, not the PDF one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mashallah, I thought it was going to. Yes, yes. You can definitely get the PDF one also online. Definitely should be much easier but i'm sure you have an application on your phone that does that now now yes, yes alhamdulillah. so surah Torah, the 20th surah in the quran um but according to the historians it was the it was around about the sixth year of hijrah that the surah was revealed the sixth no, mouth sorry it was the sixth year of nubuat of prophethood of nabi muhammad when this particular surah was revealed so this surah like all makki surahs like we explained is a surah where we will find most of it deals with the afterlife most, most of it deals with the creation or most of it deals with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or stories of the Anbiya and in this case it deals mostly with 
one particular prophet named Nabi Musa. In actual fact, uh, Sahawi, he calls the surah, he says the surah is also known as Surah Kalim, referring to Musa salam, meaning that he is known as Kalimullah, you know, the one who spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this surah, um, according to Sahawi, was known as that, and because of the details also of, the, of Nabi Musa's life. Nabi Musa, if there's any prophet, you know, you get the Kuz Taslima, where someone asks you, um, who is the prophet that's mentioned the most in the Quran? Without a doubt, it's this Nabi, Nabi, Nabi Musa. Muhammad, uh, Nabi, Nabi Musa, Musa. alayhi salam. Right? Almost lost the quiz, man. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, no money there, right? <laughs> no money. <laughs> All right. So, um, Nabi Musa, alayhi salam, without a doubt, the prophet that's mentioned the most in the Quran is Nabi Musa. So this surah um, was revealed around about the sixth year of Nubuat of prophethood of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu So at the age of 40 he became a prophet. So six years after that, around about that time, this surah was revealed. And if you can remember, we spoke about it last week, where we spoke about um, Umar radiallahu anhu also embraced Islam, and then things became a little bit easier for the Muslims. Like one sahabi says that prior to the, the, to, to the Islam of Umar radiallahu anhu, you know, we were weak, etc., oppressed, etc. But when Umar radiallahu anhu, when he embraced Islam, you know, things became more easier. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the time when they could go to the to the to the Kaaba and make salah. You know, in the Haram also. You know, so before that they couldn't. After Umar radiallahu anhu, and the reason why Umar radiallahu anhu embraced Islam is the surah. When he started reading this surah, and then his heart changed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that his heart changed, and then he embraced Islam. So a little bit more on that, inshallah. Inshallah, um, that's quite interesting. We're looking at the tafsir of Surah Taha and the lessons we can learn from it. So Mulan, would you like to uh, continue? I think you stopped at where you were telling us that, that uh, the Sahaba Umar had Embraced Islam yes, on the surah, yes, on yes. having read the surah. Yes, uh, mashallah, listening well, mashallah. I told you I'm listening. I, 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 I can see, I can see. I was doubtful <laughs> about that, moment, but now I can see people participating well today. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, so, Umar radiallahu an interesting story. If we didn't hear it before, um, is that Umar radiallahu an when he embraced Islam. And this is how it happened. We just in quickly in a nutshell, is that Umar radiallahu anhi was, you know, after all these difficulties, and to him, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was splitting the community. He was part and parcel of Abu Jahal, you know, dishing out punishment to the believers, etc. But then he decided, I've had enough. And now I'm going to deal with Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In such a way whereby I will kill him. You know, so he set out to, to with his sword to kill Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa When one of the believers, who obviously, you know, uh, the fact that he was a believer, um, saw Umar radiallahu anhu and he could see that Umar radiallahu anhu is, you know, he's in another state and he's, he's, he's not up to something good, he's up to no good as we would say it. Mm. So... Umar radiallahu an, he stops Umar radiallahu an and he says, where are you going to? And he says, no, 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 I'm, I'm sorting business out today. You know, I'm dealing with Muhammad, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and I'm killing him, it's his neck for my neck, so if they want to take revenge, they can kill me afterwards, but then the, our problem is solved. Then he says to Umar radiallahu an, 
you know, trying to change the direction of, of Umar radiallahu anh's uh, vision. And he says that you want to go after Muhammad, after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Why don't you set your own house in check? Because your own sister embraced Islam. Mm. And then he says, what? My sister? And then he goes off to his sister. You know, and his sister's name also was Fatima radiallahu, uh, Fatima radiallahu anha. So he comes to Fatima, knocks on the door, and they immediately from the knock and the shouting, they can real, they realize that this is Umar radiallahu anha on the other side. And everyone knows you don't miss with Umar radiallahu anha. So, Khabab, the Sahabi, was there present, teaching them Surah Toha and the meaning of it. He went to go hide in some room. Yeah. And then Fatima and her husband, they sat inside, opened the door, and Umar Adilan, did you embrace this religion? And then, you know, yes, we did. And then, oh, commotion. And then he starts beating on the, the, the husband of, of Fatima, anha, and he starts beating his sister. In actual fact, he gives her a slap, such a slap that she starts bleeding. You know, and he's on uh, Fatima's husband, uh, husband, and he pounces on on him, and then he turns to his sister and he sees all the blood in her face, and then he got the shock. Hey, what am I doing here? This is my family. Mm. You know, I'm 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 prepared to kill my family, mm. and then he stops and he says, you know, what is this? And you desert your religion, and etc. etc. And then she says, no, we are prepared to die for this religion. And then he cools down. He says, what is this that you're busy with? Mm-hmm. You know, he sees the scrolls laying there, Surah Taha. And he says, tell me, what is this that you're busy with? Let me see. And she stops him and says, no, 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 no. You have to be clean before you can touch this holy scripture. And he says, no problem. And then he go cleans himself and he comes back. And then he says, let me read. And he starts reading. And he starts reading Taha Ma Anzalna Alayka Al Quran Ali Tashqa until he comes to the part where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks Nabi Musa Innani an Allahu la ilaha illa ana fa'abudani wa aqimi salat li dhikri. That part basically means Innani an Allah indeed I I am Allah Fa'abudani so, innani uh, anallahu la ilaha illa anna. There is no God except me. Fa'abudani, so worship me. And then, aqimi salata li dhikri. And establish salah is my remembrance. At this point, he starts realizing, subhanallah, is this the reason why we were fighting you? All the believers, the Muslims, is this the reason? Because of these words, this is beautiful words. And at that moment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changes his heart and he says that, you know, show me, direct me to Muhammad so that I can, you know, embrace this religion. And then only Khabbab comes out and he says, you know, Umar, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for you that, Ya Allah, guide either Abu Jahl or Umar radiallahu anhu this deen and strengthen, uh, you know, either, either one that you accept, Ya Allah, strengthen this deen through them. And then... Here we can see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted the dua on behalf of Umar radiallahu So, mashallah, beautiful story. The details of it is in the history books and we can read it up inshallah. Very beautiful story. However, to carry on with this uh, surah, surah Taha. Um, surah Taha, as we mentioned before in last week's lesson, lesson is that um, we mentioned that there is certain signs that gives away the idea whether a surah is a Makki surah or a Madani surah. 
And we also explain that the hijrah is the 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 uh, deciding factor. Everything that came before hijrah is known as Makki, even if the Nabi Muhammad received the Quran out of Makkah. And everything that came after hijrah, the migration of Nabi Wasallam, everything that came after hijrah is known as Madani, even if Nabi Wasallam received Quran while he wasn't in Medina. So... One of the other features of the of uh, uh, Makki surahs is that huruful muqatta'at Taha Taha is one of those uh, surah Taha is one of those surahs where there is huruful muqatta'at. This basically means abbreviated letters, right? Letters there is no meaning. So we find in the Quran that we have hundred in. 14 surahs in the Quran. Of the 114 surahs in the Quran, 29 of them are, you know, starts with the very first verses of 29 of those surahs starts with huruf al-muqatta'at, right? Surahs that starts with abbreviated letters. And all of them, all of them, most of them are Makki surahs, with the exception of two, Surah Baqarah, in Surah Ali Imran, Surah Baqarah, as we know, is the second surah in 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 form in format. If you go Surah Fatiha, the next surah would be Surah Baqarah, and it starts with Alif Lam Mim. Right, so that's also known as Huruful Muqatta'at. So we'll find in the Quran that at times Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala would start it with one haraf, for example, like Noon or Qaf or Saad, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would start the surah with, for example, with two letters, Yaseen, Taha, Hamim. In at times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would use three, Alif, Lam, Ra, Alif, Lam, Mim. And the most that it will go up to is five, that we'll find in the Quran, five harafs. So that the most, the, the one with the most haruf al-muqatta'at would be Surah Maryam. Kaf, Ha, Ya, Ain, Saad Five harafs So these are part of the signs that the surah is also Makki So surah Toha is one of those surahs Where you know we when we look at it It is Huruful Muqatta'at Is a sign that it is a Makki surah Alhamdulillah So with that being said The ulama they say what is the meaning of huruf al-muqatta'at? The majority of the ulama, they will tell us that there is no meaning to the surah. But they give us some, you know, interesting things to look at whenever these surahs was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the things that we will notice is that whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed huruf al-muqatta'at, is that immediately after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would mention something about this Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would mention something marvelous or something great about, in speaking great respect about this Qur'an. Like Alif, Lam, Mim, immediately after that, Dhalika al-Kitab. 
the book is being mentioned. La Raybafi, there's no, no doubt in it. Um, Yasin wal Quran il Hakim. Yasin, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions by the Quran in his great wisdom. Wal Quran il Hakim. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, the Quran is being mentioned. Qaf wal Quran il Majid. So most of the times when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses these letters, then immediately after that, you will see immediately, and subhanAllah, this is through our great ulama, that they've noticed these things, mashallah. So they say that you will see immediately after that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately mentions something great about the Qur'an. You know, so sometimes when we are asked a question, a question by maybe non-Muslims, these are some of the explanations that we can give, you know, um, with also... Uh, I've read Ibn Kathir, he also gave a brilliant answer to this. He says that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you look at the Qur'an or the Huruf al-Muqatta'ad, most of the time you will find it, it is uh, in the Makkiyah surahs. In the time of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at times would challenge the, the, the disbelievers, the mushrikun. How about you bring us just one surah, or ten surahs? First challenge, ten surahs. No, you can't. Okay, bring us one surah, like the Quran. So, Ibn Kathir, he says that it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was taunting the kuffar, you know? Because the huruf has no meaning. Alif, lamim, it's like me saying ABC. You know, X, Y, Z. It has no meanings but is to draw attention. So they would say that it is number one to draw attention also to the kuffar. Listen to what I have to say. And then also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would also, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal these verses, it is also like Ibn Kathir says, it was like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was taunting the kuffar, the kuffar, the mushrikun. You know, this is your letters. Come. Just design some similar surah like this. Mm-hmm. Yes, your letters ABCs. It's X Y Z. Can't you use these words, these letters, in you know, create something as marvelous as the Quran? And this is why the ulama they say this is part of the miracles of the Quran that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala was basically taunting them. This is your letters ABC X Y Z Alif Lam Mim. You know, Kafah Ya Insad. Bring me one surah similar to this. And they could never ever bring something similar to it. Last week also we mentioned that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, you know, when, when, when Nabi Muhammad sallallahu was approached by Udba, um, Khalid bin Walid's father, when he was approached by Udba, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu was um, then uh, approached concerning, you know, uh, oh Nabi of oh, oh Muhammad, you know, if it is you want a kingdom, we can make you king. You know, he presented a few things to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then after the presentation that he came with to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, or the offer that he came to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam with, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam recited Surah Hamim Sajda to him, and inshallah, if we do get the chance. To, to open the Qur'an, our translation Qur'an. Surah Hamim Sajda is the surah number 40, surah is number 41, I think, in the Qur'an, 41. Alright, 41. Then just go to that surah 
and read the translation. After Udba presented this to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, this offer, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked him if we remember, recall last week's lesson. That Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked him, "O oh, Udba, are you finished?" And then he said yes. And then instead of giving him, you know, words of himself. Nabi only used the eloquent, eloquent words of the Quran and recited Surah Hamim Sajda up until the Sajda hmm. for, for Udba. And Wallahi Subhanallah, you couldn't, you couldn't have asked for a better response to Udba. If we read the Surah, inshallah, we open if we're down, go to Surah 41. Open it up, Hamim Sajda, and just read the translation. But keep in mind that Udba was a person that didn't believe in Akhirah. You know, he didn't believe life after death. He didn't also believe in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was also from the leaders who were mocking Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They were amongst the, the mushrikun who were mocking Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you keep all of these things in mind that he didn't believe in Jannah, he didn't believe in Jahannam, he didn't believe in one Allah, he didn't believe in Akhirah. All of these, these things you keep in mind and just read what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or rather Nabi sallallahu responded to when he read the whole. And subhanallah, even the arrogance of the mushrikun were responded to in that surah. Beautiful surah. But the thing that I want to say, say here and just to end off quickly before the ad break is that when Nabi Muhammad sallallahu read the surah, it starts with, I think, Alif Lam Ra, ra or Alif Lam Mim. One of the two, I'm not sure. I think Alif Lam Ra. And then he says, he reads his whole surah. The kuffar always had a problem with Nabi sallallahu But never did Udba ask Nabi sallallahu what is this Alif Lam Ra for? So, mashallah, Mawlana, where are we now? All right, so we're still busy with... Um, uh, the Huruf Al-Muqatta'at, right? Surah Taha, right? What is the meaning of Taha? So, as we explained, um, the majority of the ulama say there is no meaning. Right? We're not going to go with any meaning. We can't translate this because there's no meaning to it, right? It was merely, as Ibn Kathir says, it was merely as a challenge to the to the kuffar. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would put it out there and say, listen here, this is your words. Why don't you create something similar to this? And they couldn't. I just want to ask then, yes. Malena. So there's so many people with the name Taha, though. Yeah. So then what happens in that instance? Yeah. Um, there is also in the tafsir that, um, like Ibn Abbas, he mentions that, uh, you know, this, this is part of or one of the names of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the ulama, they say this is an accepted thing. This is an accepted opinion. That it is one of the names of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So because of that, you will find people, you know, like Maulana, the famous Maulana Tua Karan, mm-hmm. you know, who also his father gave him that name, you know, Mufti uh, Yusuf Karan, you know. So he gave his son the name Taha. So Taha is like an accepted opinion that it is one of the names of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Right. But okay. truly the meaning of what it is and what's the meaning of it. Some say, you know, like in the tafsir uh, also you will find that it is, you know, Ya Habibi, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is, is, oh my beloved. However, um, the majority of the scholars they go with, this is part of those ayahs that we spoke about the last time, where uh, it's not clear what was the meaning or what was the purpose behind it. 
And this is exactly what I was trying to point out with the, with the story of Udbah, going over that story again, is that if there was something wrong with this verse or this Taha, this, this harafs, if there was something wrong with it, then why didn't the kuffar of Makkah challenge Nabi Muhammad sallallahu When Nabi sallallahu recited Alif Lam Ra 2 Udbah, he didn't challenge Nabi sallallahu saying, you know, what is this all about then? I don't even understand what that means. You see, this Quran isn't correct. In, in actual fact, he just listened to what Nabi Muhammad sallallahu recited up until the sajda. And then Nabi Wasallam came up and Nabi Wasallam told him, Udbah, did you hear basically what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to you? Mm. And then he said, yes, I heard. And subhanallah, when he went back to the Quraysh, you know, he was, subhanallah, the words of the Quran affected him so much that he said to them, listen here, can't we just leave Muhammad alone? Let him be with the message and let him carry on. You know, let other people attack him, but let it not be us. You know, and, and this is why, one of the reasons why I'm saying, open the Quran up, the 41st surah in the Quran, and we open it up, inshallah, and just read up until the sajda, the, the translation, and we'll see why Udbah was saying this to the Quraysh. However, um, to come back to the to the uh, story of uh, Surah Taha and what's it about. So in the Quran, the very first verse after, uh, or the second verse rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately, like I said earlier on, that immediately after Haruful Muqatta'at, the Muqatta'at, the abbreviated letters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately mentions something about the book, about the Quran. So in this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ma anzalna alayka al-Quran, we did not reveal this Quran to you to make it difficult for you. We did not reveal this Qur'an to make matters difficult for you, to make your life difficult. So the ulama, they explain, they say that in the beginning, as we know, there was no five times daily salah. Five times daily salah only came later on in, 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 in Nabi Wasallam's mission. Close to when he made hijrah, this is when the five times daily salah came about. But prior to that, in the sixth year of 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 uh, Nabi Sallallahu prophethood, there was no uh, salah per se. The only salah that was there, like it, um, in Rahikul Maktum, Sheikh Mubarak Puri Lagi puts it, um, the Muslims were only required to make salah twice a day, early in the morning and late at night. In part of the late at night uh, salah that they were, were supposed to make was salatul tahajjud, right? As we know it. So Allah subhanahu wa taala made this compulsory on them, on the believers, especially Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So um, the mufassirun they say that the the sahaba, including Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they used to stand up a whole night and make salah. Whole night they would make salah, tahajjud. Whole night they wouldn't sleep. And then, you know, this caused some difficulty on the sahaba because they didn't sleep. And then the kuffar, they would mock Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, saying, to end the believers, saying, look at this. 
The Quran is this book they're talking about is only causing difficulty to them. You know, and until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this, they say that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa prior to this verse, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa used to make salah all night. But when this verse was revealed, Nabi sallallahu would then, you know, take a nap first, go sleep after Isha, wake up for the third portion of the night, and then he would make salatul tahajjud, you know. And then, you know, this was kind of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa because part of the standing up at night, you need to recite the Quran in salah. So the Quran was recited in means, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, we did not reveal this Quran to make matters difficult to you. So, ما أنزلنا عليك القرآن لتشقى إلا تذكرة لما يخشى so we'll carry on with it, inshallah. We've been looking at the tafsir of Taha and the lessons we can learn from it. And of course, it's Maulana Muhammad Ismail Taufi, the assistant imam of Masjid al-Sabr. So Maulana, last few minutes. Um, so I'm thinking we're going to be wrapping up on today's lesson, inshallah. Yes, inshallah. I think we we did the first verse, and that's Taha. Um, we've covered um, the second verse, I think, uh, with least. You know, when you go to Tafsir, you will find it is quite lengthy. Um, but we're just going briefly into it and, you know, extract lessons, lessons from it. Um, what we see also um, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this, this explains the personality of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, subhanallah. Whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam something, he would run with it. You know, and he would finish himself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a different command, you know, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know, we know that he was better than the angels, definitely. Right? But the angels would operate like this. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave a command, the only way Nabi uh, the angel would do something else is, uh, is if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a different command. So, like the example of Israfil that we gave, you know, the trumpet is waiting to blow. You know, until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives that command, he will keep on waiting to blow the trumpet. So, Nabi Islam would do this in much more. Mm-hmm. He would exert himself completely and finish himself for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. You know, and until in this you would find right through the Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would tell Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Perhaps you want to finish yourself because why they don't want to believe. You know, lasta alayhim bimusaytir. You know, you are not, uh, you know, like a wooden owner over them. You just, you just need to give the reminder. You know, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would, would many a times have to calm Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam down. Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, like the Quran, you know, he would, he would finish himself at night. And during the day, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu would worry again so about something else. Mm-hmm. So at night he wouldn't sleep. And during the day, he would worry. You know, like sometimes we have a project, right? And then voice of the cave, uh, voice of the cape gave you a project to do. And then, you know, will it be successful? I don't know. You know, you start worrying. So Nabi sallallahu had the project of you know, bringing people to Islam. And Nabi Sallallahu worry and concern was, will these people believe? You know, I want them to believe because this Quran is good for them. This Hidayat of Islam is good for them. Eventually, we'll take them to Jannah. Mm. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala eventually had to tell Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, إِلَّا تَذْكِرَةً لِمَا يَخْشَى 
Oh, Nabi of Allah, this is only a, a, you know, a reminder for those who are truly you know, fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, so this Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, first of all, don't make it difficult upon yourself, O Muhammad. Don't finish yourself, you know. Sleep at night also. You know, you have to sleep and then stand up for tahajjud. But don't, you know, and this also goes to, you know, where, where Islam is a moderate religion, mashallah. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sin Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in, 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 in this deen is truly the best deen. It doesn't go to any extreme. In one occasion, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to reprimand three sahabis. Why? Because they wanted to go to the extreme. What was the extreme they wanted to go to? The one didn't want to get married ever. You know, because he wanted to be just exactly like Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The other one didn't um, uh, want to sleep at night because he wanted to feel, you know, exactly like Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would feel. You know, sleep doesn't, you know, uh, bring him to that status of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So he wants to be exactly like Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa And the other one said he will fast every day. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had to remind them and tell them, listen here, yeah, you know, you can't be more pious than the Prophet of Allah. You know, and I sometimes get married and, you know, I sleep at night and I make my salat to the hajjud at night. And also you will find me, I would fast and there would be at times when I'm not fasting, you know. So, that person who turns away from my sunnah is not from my way. You know, so finding moderation in this deen is of utmost importance where a person do not go to extremes mm. you know and, and that's very important you know find the moderation in this deen Maulana, I might be a bit off the topic but I'm just wanting to ask because Maulana mm -hmm. did also mention that there were sometimes gaps in the times of the revelations yes. as explained last week I wanted to know obviously you also pointed out this was stressful for the Rasulullah but was was he able to access um, Jibreel at any time when he wanted to speak to him? Jibreel would would um, frequently visit Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Frequently oh, okay. would visit Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So much so that Jibreel, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam would stand up, stand in salah, and then he would look up into the sky. You know, waiting for revelation for Jibreel to come down, you know. So then besides the revelation, Jibreel would, would visit him often. So at one point, you know, Jibreel would stay away for long. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, he asked Jibreel, you know, uh, I didn't see you for a long time with you, you know, until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had to reveal the verse, وَمَا نَتَنَزَّلُ إِلَّا بِأَمْرِ رَبِّكَ you know, we, we, oh Muhammad sallallahu the, the ruh, meaning Jibreel, the angel, mm -hmm. all angels can't descend except with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, what is made clear in this verse is that whenever Jibreel came to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu it wasn't like Jibreel was a come on, Jibaril, we're in eight, you know, Jibaril, you know, so, so it wasn't like that, that he would wait yes. for, you know, Jibaril would be, in, you know, Jibaril, alayhi salam, says, make it clear that Jibaril only comes down whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered him to come down. So that makes things clear, inshallah. 
Bella, yes, no, I was just wondering about that. But Molina, today's lesson was indeed um, uh, very, very interesting. And uh, so what are we doing tomorrow? Inshallah, tomorrow we will be going straight to the, the lessons of Nabi Musa, the, the person who the surah is all about. Okay. You know, so... Um, just to, to mention again that Musa stories you will find right through the Quran. Mm. You know, right through the Quran. Different surahs. It's not like Nabi Musa and was geboren. No, 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 no. You will find it right through spirit through the whole Quran. Mm. And right, so this is the, the the story of Musa tomorrow we'll be doing inshallah. How Hidayat came to him. Gee, inshallah, that sounds very, very interesting. Well, Molina, earlier on you did tell, uh, tell us about the website for those that have just tuned in. Tell if you could share it again. Yeah, inshallah, the website's name is myfreequran.net, myfreequran.net, and you will find there's a form to fill in, inshallah. Inshallah, if you do not Basically, want to... Basically, it's, it's not an online Quran, as Molina said earlier yeah, yeah, on. You yeah. get a free Quran. I think it's just wonderful. You could even perhaps do it as a gift for those that have entered Islam newly. Yes. But, but Molina, inshallah, we say shukran once again for, an, for a very informative um, hour with your in your company. And inshallah, we look forward to being with you tomorrow again. Inshallah. قلب سليم ساوند هارت